Bravo. I'm Jonathan Anton. I grew up in Southern California, and my dream was to make beautiful women even more beautiful. I learned to be a hairdresser, and now I style celebrities. So hot. My mentor sold me his West Hollywood salon, and I've turned it into a success. You look great, honey. Now I've decided to move up to the big leagues, Beverly Hills, California, the glamour capital of the world. This is the ultimate town for big name stylists. And the competition is fierce. All I have to do is hire a contractor, build the salon, buy and install the equipment. All right. And you've got what, American Express? Yeah. Hire the stylist, the makeup artist, manicurist, and the support staff. And let the rest of the world know about the new Jonathan Salon in Beverly Hills. I need some air. Everything I own is on the line. My money, my business, my reputation, and there's no turning back. This is quite possibly the best idea I've ever had. Let's rock some hair. Or the worst mistake I've ever made. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to talk to. It's your thing. Now, guys, before we get into our regular shows like The Apprentice and 24, two-week break or whatever we had, uh, I've watched a couple of shows that I don't normally watch, one of them being American Idol. And I was watching this thing, you know, it seems like Paula is really just breaking his balls is what I'm trying to say. And in this clip, she is slurring her speech. I believe she's drunk. You guys check it out. Tell me what you think. Just wait for Paula to speak. She sounds drunk. Paula, you're talking rubbish. <laughs> you are. No, you are. You, you, you cannot are. dance. You cannot dance, Paula, Simon. The is, whole world This is a singing competition. It's a singing competition. It's not a dancing competition. It's a singing competition. In case you've forgotten. Any guy who knows how to dance, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. What has happened to my, my, my once normal family? You know, it's <laughs> Shut up, Brad Seacrest. We very normal, weren't we? Thank you, Foggy. He killed all of them. But uh, that show is horrible. Why are people still watching American Idol is what I want to know. I watch it sometimes. I'll admit to that. It's got I, that I, very cute kind of southern, like girl who's not very bright on there but uh i like the uh premature graying guy that taylor <laughs> yeah but uh, a new show returned and i don't know if you guys have ever watched this uh reality show it's called blowout on bravo it's with yeah. jonathan anton uh, got banging hair <laughs> yeah hot babes <laughs> cool uh buff guys banging. but it's about jonathan anton this uh like and how he likes to cry on a regular basis. Yeah, it's this hairdresser who has a couple of salons, oh, yeah. and he's starting got, his business. We got picked up by Sephora. And the dude <laughs> cries on every episode. Or no, he not only he not only cries, but he also gets pissed off and kicks or hits something. 
Here's a good example of that when he starts yelling at the two broads that uh, run his company. Yeah, I'd love to know how many products are out there. Really simple. We've sold close to a million units in a very short period of time. Wow. Yeah. It's great. Really good stuff. I'm really happy about it. But as you both know, the ingredients in the bottle. I've got such whiny boys. So, Tina, you know, that's what I want to know about. Well, if you let me get to my marketing presentation. I'll let you get to your marketing presentation. You've been asking and asking and asking about hairspray. So we have. He's very curious about hairspray. Jonathan product finish. He's also very curious about men's asses. (laughs) The design. And then we have crate root volume and the cup. What? It's my spray, right? It's your spray, and what's amazing is he's got his whole new line of um, his products. These are the cans they're coming in. These are the cans. I hope they're banging. I know that I was calling it root lift, right? (laughs) Right. But the names are already on the bottles, Tina. I mean, are these the names? These are the names. Great root lift and finish. He has a lot of obvious questions, I mean, doesn't he? So the spray is in a can. It's in a can. And we had to move forward. Sometimes this is the name. The time. It's the name on the can. Is this a chair I'm sitting on? I know about the name. It has four legs. Like four times on this. You're too busy to talk to us sometimes, so we have to move the ball forward. But it's my name on the bottle. You know what I mean? So that's what matters the most to me. Oh, did he just shoot someone? <laughs> he just he like successful. kicks the door open. What yeah. I don't, I don't think he's gay. I don't think he's a heterosexual. I think he just loves himself more than anything. Yeah. They'll show long scenes where he's doing his hair and he's like overly fake baked tanned and he's got these comically tiny hands that he's did always Did you ever see yeah. that one episode where uh he had to wash his hair with bottled water. <laughs> yes. He, he calls in to the girls and he's like, hey, we need to look into this bottled water thing. I washed my hair with bottled water this morning because my water was out and it's banging. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's, it's banging, man. But uh, in that same incident, he's like, did you forget to pay my water bill? And she's like, oh, my God. He's like, I don't have water, but I got this idea filters in shower heads that filter the water where it's like a mountain spring. So uh, if you look in the Sephora catalog, Dale, I don't know if you guys get it. I do. <laughs> but you could order these like $300 shower heads that have filters in them for... Uh, no shit. He actually developed them. Are they banging? They're totally banging, man. But I, Blowout is... You thought Project Runway was freaking soundbite genius? This show is soundbite genius. I can't wait to get into some more of that. I didn't even know it was back for a second season. It only had two seasons. They've had like three seasons up until... See, I just started watching it last year, so I missed the first season then. Never, ever, ever tape yourself having sex. You think you're going to erase it. You say you're going to erase it, but you're not going to erase it, and someone's going to find it. It's just the worst... Worst idea you could do. Never, ever tape yourself having sex. I can't stress this enough. So let's check out what's on your TiVo. That's a great thing.
I accidentally saw The Fugitive again on cable this weekend. That is a really good movie. It's like really, really, really good. It is a really good movie. It just reminds me of those old ones from the 80s, you know, with like Scott Bayo. You know, drugs can really... Yeah, they did real ones. It's like, if someone offers you drugs, go to your high school guidance counselor. Remember, we care. Uh, They always had really bad ones. If if you have VD, seek help immediately. AIDS, you cannot get it from a toilet seat. Now, Bill, uh, Blowout had another episode. Oh, uh, I forgot. The show is genius. Now, in this episode, uh, Jonathan decides, you know, one thing I got to tell you guys is last week's show, I kind of talked about how I said, you know, Jonathan, he isn't gay. He's not hetero. He loves himself more than anything. But after I hear this, this thing, it makes me think maybe he, <laughs> he loves the team. I just, long? let's listen to this. I don't know what you're talking about, Vanessa. <laughs> here's a, here's a clip. I love it. It's all for you, Ash. Hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The mouse ran down. Hickory dickory dock. Wow, man, that's heavy. Climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain. Make it stop. And washed poor Incy out. Is he singing these wrong? And dried up all the rain. What the hell and is the he talking about? the spider climbed up the spout again. He's probably in the line of the bank. Didn't sound quite right. I lost it halfway through, right? Is there a tidal wave just there? Climbed up <laughs> yeah. the water spout. <laughs> Down the came the rain and washed poor Incy out. Out came the sun and dried daughter? up all the rain. And Incy Weensy spider climbed and up the spout again. I love you guys. Who's well, that was crazy? heavy for me, man. Just, uh, I, you know, I, baby? I, I, I read it to uh, my son. And uh, in the booth, you know, I just kind of closed my eyes and pictured him right there in front of me. And that is... What is that? I mean, you know. That's great, man. Just reading that. Heavy. That's heavy. What is heavy? Yeah. Real intense. Is what? he not? Is he Marty McFly? Is there something sudden? wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, that's heavy, Doc. But he's singing the nursery rhymes wrong, and I'm wondering if they told him, uh, "You got to sing the lyrics different because you'll get sued." But uh, sued by or the Brothers Grimm or something? <laughs> did he have a Did he have a script with him? Is he just dyslexic? I don't know. I just <laughs> hickory dickory dock. The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The Take mouse ran down. Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> Dude, you cannot read nursery rhymes. <laughs> the mouse ran down. <laughs> hickory dickory dock. And it's like the eensy beensy spider. It's the itsy bitsy, you jag off. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Who's eensy? <laughs> eensy and beensy, the spiders? What? Aren't they on Pac-Man? <laughs> I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, but he started crying, and I guess it was really heavy, so... No, he's wow. crying? He's crying? <laughs> I was crying after it was over, so... I'm sure he got his ass kicked every day at school. <laughs> now, guys, no, uh, He was banging. I'll be the captain, and you'll be Tennille. 
Now, guys, uh, a show that I've grown to love now is uh, Blowout with Jonathan Anton, the uh, hairstylist. He's always doing banging hair, and uh, the guy's a genius. And he loves his dirt. <laughs> yeah. But you can't help but like the guy. I mean, even though he's cocky, How can you not help but like the guy? I hate him. He yeah, he's definitely but... um he's a very self self-absorbed person. And he's he's completely stupid. He's just there's nothing up there. It's I love how um you know, It's great. Really good stuff. Now what <laughs> basically what happens in this clip, he goes to uh Fashion Week. Which uh, hey, it's always an honor to go to Fashion Week. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I've was he invited times, or yes. did he go on his own? He was invited by some like uh, fancy uh, clothing designer. This show has got to be staged. If it's not, this guy needs to be locked up because he does this all the time. He gets worked up by somebody being around him, and this one, there are photographers taking pictures of everything, and they're allowed to be there. And he keeps on saying. Hey, you can't take pictures. Stop taking pictures. Get away from me. Get away from me. And he's like threatening him. And he always acts like he's going to bust some ass. Like, I'm going to kick some ass. I'm going to just bust out and start punching he's people. For somebody to he's going to go into back. Vernon Wells mode. Which, yeah. Which <laughs> never happens. What happens is he ends up punching a door with his elbow, like, uh, and walking out or whatever. But uh, listen to this clip and listen to what a hissy he's throwing. It's great. Okay, I to break his camera. Camera's over there for right now, please. We gotta do hair. Go ahead, walk over there. If you don't get all these cameras out of here, and him over there, go tell that guy to get out of here. Get him out. I want him out of here. He's been really f-ing rude to us. Out of hair so I can all right, do my so I'm hair. I'm gonna go tell him to leave, okay? You gotta get out of here, bro. Right now. Alright, this is our hair area. I've already asked you three times. It's our times. hair area. I'm not tell you again. You need okay. the hair area. You need this to get away from area. my hairy area. Alright? So I'm not gonna ask you again. I said, get out of here. I said, I said, over there. Get out of here. Are, are they bothering you? Yeah, they're right so rude at to this us. very minute, are they bothering you? He's violating my personal space. You, you gotta watch your mouth, too. People. <sighs> I'm just trying to, all I was trying to do is get the cameras out of here because they just are filming you guys when you're like a mess. You know what I mean? And it's terrible. If I see those cameras rolling, I walk off. Turn the camera off. Camera's off. All these cold photographers. I like how he's like, you better watch your mouth too. Like, what are you going to do, dude? Do you, what he says is, First, he's like uh, kind of threatening, like, you better watch your mouth, too. And he's like, if they keep taking pictures, I'm just going to walk out of here. It's like, oh, I thought you were going to kick some ass. You mean you're just going to leave? No, you're just going to wuss out. <laughs> Passive aggressive. <laughs> Somebody just. I'm going to leave, and these women aren't going to have good hair. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to have banging hair if you don't stop. Well, you like how he went snowboarding and left that poor girl by herself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. All I know is the show is genius. It's great. Yeah. I brought it up to you really good this stuff. week because um, uh, Mad Max 2 Road Warriors has been on uh, HD movies constantly, or HD net movies. The dude looks exactly like Vernon Wells in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in Road Warrior. Wow, man. He looks exactly <laughs> like Wes or Weeze or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, Wes. You need to post Wes. that on the message board, that picture of them side by side. It looks like... He looks like the dude from Road Warrior, the guy with the assless chaps and the crossbow on his wrist. <laughs> he's, with he's, a mohawk. He, yeah, he's totally Vernon Wells. 
love Vernon Wells, don't like Jonathan Anton. I'll just say that. There was a part on the episode where he throws the dirt over the side. He's like, what? When I'm in Times Square, put a little dirt in my hair, and I throw a little in Times Square, just flick that out, kind of that extra bit of dirt or whatever. It's like, what? what? He's throwing hair product in Times (laughs) Square? He's throwing it off the balcony. I guess it's so the masses can have good hair. (laughs) <laughs> you guys lost his mind. But anyway, enough of Jonathan Anton. He talks enough about himself. We don't need to. Yeah, no kidding. Appreciate the zombie killing. The battle over Kurt Cameron's bare breast. Thanks, Foggy. <laughs> He's not going to let you live that down, Vanessa. Yeah, why do we have any even think of Jason? <laughs> I never make mistakes. Now, yeah. guys, <laughs> before... <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh. Okay. Before we get into our favorite television shows, I keep seeing a commercial run this week on NBC, and it's for that awesome, awesome show called The Medium. Actually, it's just Medium, Stephen. But I, like I to watch call it. it. I like to call it The Medium. It's, it's not like a, she's the only one. Right. She's The Medium. <laughs> medium starring <laughs> that. Predator snort. Now, um, Vanessa, it's not as good as Ghost Whisper. Would you agree? <laughs> All right, uh, I keep seeing this during the week, and I just thought we'd check it out. NBC Monday, she's back. Medium returns with five all-new episodes in a row. She solves the crimes others can't. And Monday, Uh she faces off with her greatest challenge, an evil medium. Oh, no. Plus, coming soon, Molly Ringwald. And Kelsey Grammer is yes. the angel of death. Ooh. Monday. Hell yeah. Not only does she have to contend with an evil medium, but also Molly Ringwald. And also <laughs> Frazier, who is the angel of death. Awesome. Now, you watch the show. Do you like the show? Uh, I like. I watch it because I like Jake Weber. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> an evil medium. That's right. That's right, yes. An evil medium. I would rather watch a show just called Evil Medium. That would be a better show. You know, I would watch any show with Molly Ringwald. I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, it's the casting coup of the year to have Fraser Crane as the devil, I guess. Kelsey Grammer as the Angel of Death. Oh, hell yes. He produces Medium, so it's not surprising. He's like, I went on this show, Niles. (laughs) I got nothing. Now, guys, another week of blowout. I've got a great clip of blowout. Let's check it out. Something kind of crazy happened. Uh, My heat or gas went out at my house. Uh Uh-oh. And the water was freezing cold, and the only water I had in the house was my bottled water. So I took a shower with bottled water. I called her that day and I said, Tina, Bethan, something amazing. I need to whine to you on the phone again. I'm in the car and I'm like checking my hair out. I said, my hair is amazing. I said, I need to talk to the best water guys in the country, if not the world. So we got this filtered. We designed it to do all the things that you guys ask us for it to do. Take out chlorine, to take out the volatile organic chemicals. You're going to notice... Instantly, that your skin and hair is much, much softer. Like you said, like, like showering in bottled water, only better. How rocking is that? No, very rocking. Every rocking. I, I got my name on a shower filter. Uh, he's made it now. I love it. Vanessa, are you going to buy the shower filter? Uh, no. 
I gotta tell you, the thing I is huge. So I know. Well, you know it's gonna pull the piping out of the yeah. wall. Well, it's so heavy. It's on the shower designed. filter too, but well, I wrote it on there. Amazing, beautiful, natural. You know, Scott from Zorbit still has deal with Jonathan product. You know, he's going to be the guy designing the packaging. Jonathan product. So you're either going to do the packaging and get it done, or you're out. I understand Because I'll finish the artwork myself. So now your beauty school education is going to allow you to finish your artwork? That's why your existing stuff looks like I'm cool Scott. I don't have a problem with Scott as long as he hears my ideas of what I want and what I need. That's a stupid idea. Hey, he'll take your input. <laughs> I know it. Kelsey Grammer is the angel of death. Ooh, he's on the next blowout, apparently. He's making the rounds on all these shows. But uh, that's not everything. I've got a second clip. How rocking is that? Very rocking, Jonathan. Let's check it out. i got to get to Beverly Hills. i got hair to do. Major issues. You've got major issues. Jesus Christ. just got to do my hair. Notice I carry this around in my pocket. Tina would freak. If she knew I was showing you, silky dirt, dude. Get to know it. Right here. Bam, dude. Look at that chunk, dude. <laughs> Bang. Ladesh. <laughs> chunk funk. Chunk I funk. Mean, Jesus, am I in a rush? I'm so late for my first client. Bang Ladesh. Bang. It's all Ladesh. good. Because I don't like doing hair when I'm calm. I like doing hair when I'm nuts. A little quick style. Well, then he does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Always got to carry a little silky dirt with you. Bottom line is you want to be dirty, or you want to be silky, or you want to be silky and dirty at the same time. (laughs) An evil medium. (laughs) Oh, scary. But, uh, yeah, okay. Bang. Ladesh. Awesome. I've never heard that before. Uh, Jonathan is ahead of his time. I don't know about you guys, but he's a genius. All right, guys. I'd say I got nothing, man. After that, I'm just speechless. Damn, dude. That's what I'm saying. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. The dude is very excited. I got to tell you, I am so excited. Dick. Speaking of Dick, uh, a new episode of Blowout. Let's check it out. What do you guys say? Jonathan is in a mall in Hawaii presenting his new shower head he designed. <laughs> this is greatness. Let's check it out. Hello. It's like I'm ready to sing a song. Woo! (laughs) Oh my god! Look at all of you wonderful people. (laughs) I just, let's uh. All 60 of you. Um, Whoa! My gosh. Hello? (laughs) First of all, thank you so much. And now I'm gonna get really hot. All this sweaty, just a wee bit dizzy up here. This is what happens when you're not a performer. All of a sudden, you start looking around. You're just like, okay, am I about to pass out in front of all these people? Have you ever heard of bombing on stage? <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's worse than Corey Kahaney. 
Is sure anyone else in your war? You're like Elvis up here, right? You guys remember that last Hawaii? Wasn't it here? There I go. Walking around. What the hell is he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Shampoo. The last Hawaii? Create and then finish. Those are the four major food steps groups that I go through oh. in my plan of action. And when you're at home, you look in the mirror, you see what your hair is telling you. Your hair will be telling you if it needs a little more volume or a little more moisture. So I pulled myself out of this sort of dizzy spell. I just snapped out of it, got it together, focused on the hair. Bang. And, you know, the show must go on. And that was it. A lot of beauty editors call me and say, what's the trend? What's the new trend? And I usually come back with, what's the new trend? What looks best on each individual? We're taking center stage and doing a huge hair show. This is painful. Carrying my message of great <laughs> spreading the simple. news about hair. Beauty we water. Is washing our hair every day. If you want to shampoo every day, you can shampoo. People every are asking this numbnuts questions. <laughs> We're gonna be in Sephora after this. How do I get Bing in hair, Jonathan? Been here for a while. Like Bing the Dash. support. So Can I wash again, my hair every day? Thank you very much. And yes, aloha. if you pay $95 for my purification system. Thank you, everyone. <clears throat> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He delivers the goods every week. This guy's a genius. <laughs> man, it's horrible. Jesus. Oh I love that God. he names his stuff Jonathan Product. Yeah, everything what? is like Jonathan something. I love yeah. his name. Hello? <laughs> okay, wait, let me work out. Something's wrong with my mic. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> Hello? <laughs> That's my favorite one. Hello? It's like, dude, your mic's working. You're just not yeah. saying anything. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for, like, people to cheer for him Hello? or something. Woo! Look at all of you wonderful people. Yes, all of us yeah. wonderful people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we've got, we're just giddy now. Jesus Christ. There we go. All right, Bill, what do we got in the DVDs? Time for the DVDs. Let's watch some DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Look at all of you wonderful people. <laughs> oh wait, you, Bill. I almost uh, forgot about this. Uh, Phil. <laughs> no, it's said Phil. Uh, I forgot about Tom Cruise clip I had of him uh, talking about Scientology. Let's uh, let's listen to that for a second. In Scientology, is there a baptism? Mm-hmm. Yes. An there's, actual baptism? There's, there's, yes, there's it's a golden shower. Naming service. <laughs> Will there be a Catholic baptism too? No. Who is this lady? Catholic baptism too? No, I mean you can be Catholic and be a Scientologist. You can be Jewish and be a Scientologist, but we're just Scientologists. Katie too. Katie too. Mm-hmm. Woo! Brainwashed. Hello. <laughs> now, uh, did we overplay that last week's show? <laughs> I was, listen- I was listening to last week's show, and it never got old for me. I got to tell you that 
what's sad is I think I enjoy this show more than anyone else, and I freaking make the thing, and that's really pathetic. I can't comment on that. It was it's funny. The sad. other morning, I, was, <laughs> I went down to the lobby of the hotel I was staying in, and what was on TV but below out. All right. <laughs> you got to, you know, we'll talk about this coming up, but uh, we were talking about a hotel that keeps the channel on probably. Yeah, there's like, we got banging shows, man. Come <laughs> stay here. <laughs> it's junk funk. But, guys, I was really bummed out. The Southern Belle Kelly Pickler was uh, finally voted off of American Idol. She's the cute. Is a button dumb as a uh, dumb as a rock sack of hammers. <laughs> she, she was really stupid. I caught a clip of her talking to Rod Stewart, and she goes, "Oh, that's a load off my chest." And he and kind of gave her this look, Rod like, "Huh?" Stewart like looked at her, like, "What?" what? <laughs> but the funny thing like is, people who mess up colloquialism. <laughs> yeah. like they did great. this little thing on what you know her returning to her life, and I thought it was interesting. I was kind of blown away by it. So where is Kelly Pickler now? <laughs> Kelly has returned to her postdoctorate studies at the Los Alamos Laboratories, where she develops what? and tests a new generation of nuclear and chemical weapons. <laughs> Kelly lives with her husband Ruben and their eight children on a ranch outside of Santa Fe. <laughs> Kelly Pickler, singer, mother, weapons designer, part of the fabric of our lives. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that was on Jimmy Kimmel. I just thought that was hilarious. Like everyone was like, huh? She's a... Is she really that stupid? Yeah, oh, when yeah. she said when she messes up phrases like that, and they were calling them picklerisms. Yeah, picklerisms. Yeah, people. Some people said she was faking, but I don't think you can fake that. No, no, An- you can't fake that. Another person who can't fake who he is—that's Jonathan. I got a little blowout clip here. Let's check it out. And one of the things I, I want you guys to pay attention to here. There's a part where he's telling everyone, let me just take a look at you. I'm going to stare at your hair for a minute. And it's just awkward silence. It is. It's awkward. Wow. I love it. Come on. Let's get in and do this. Oh, my God. Look at all these. Look at all these. Isn't that cool? Love this. I'm just going to sit here drooling over my boxes. What? Come to take Hawaii by storm. We're launching the new Beauty Water and Jonathan products in Hawaii at Sephora. This is insane. Look at a huge table of these. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's some cool music, dude. Okay, we need to select uh, five people. Miss Hawaii will be one, but I have an alternate. So in case anybody doesn't show up, I want one other to come. All right, so we're going to select five, but use four. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So today I'm casting for the hair show. I'm picking the models. Perfect models. I'm just going to walk around like this all day long. Tina? Should I just walk around like this all day long? She's wearing some stupid thing on his head. There's ten girls. Why don't we bring them in? Okay, ladies. Hi, how are you? They have way too much music in the show. to look at everyone's hair. Yeah, you can't even hear. I know. This is hair feeling. There's a DJ in the back of the store. What's your first name? No names, Bethann, just hair. Oh, sorry. No name, Steven, just hair. Banging hair. Now pull your pants down. Very hair specific. Okay. I don't care about your name as long as you have hair. For about three minutes, okay? Okay, watch this. So, it's just a, it's a, again, it's a hair thing, you know? Okay, he's just staring, staring, awkward. 
uncomfortable. Walking around, touching their hair, looking at it. So. Jennifer Fairbank? Yep. There you go. Okay, so this is these are the six. Again, girls, remember, girls you're all awesome. Terrific. Thank you it's just, very it's much. It's a hair thing. Jonathan came in and he ended up picking, selecting six of us to have our hair done tomorrow by him and some of his stylists. And I'm so excited. I'm one of the six that got picked. All right, we'll see you, you girls tomorrow. Hopefully that's not a top point in your life, lady. <laughs> I know. Look at all of you wonderful people. <laughs> He's really flaming. <laughs> yes, he is. Man, what the hell was that? Now, guys, I have some sad news. Um, it's the season finale next week of Blowout, and we'll have no Aww. more Jonathan. Nahum. But we will have some funky music. Oh, hell yeah. What the hell is that? Who, who does the music to this show? Herbie Hancock? <laughs> I'm just here drooling over my boxes. Yeah, what the hell is that? Drooling over his boxes? Oh, my God. God! <laughs> I guess maybe he has no torso. <laughs> I just need to look at everyone's hair. Okay. <laughs> me, me first, Jonathan. <laughs> but I love the, his very uptight managers. This is a part where he's like, I'm just going to wear this thing on my face all day. And he puts this thing on his face and they're like, oh, no, 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 you're not. Like, you know, it's like, like he's he kidding, serious. dumbass. You know, they're just... <laughs> No yeah, names, but when, man, just hair. <laughs> when can you really tell when he's kidding? I don't know. The dude, <laughs> dude is crazy. But I do know one thing. I love footlongs. No, he loves footlongs, not me, Foggy. <laughs> Damn it. Bastard. Now, I've heard a little rumor, Vanessa. It's a rumor that she's a Scientologist. Is that true, Vanessa? Yes. All right. Party time. Vote for me. Dude. Get down. Oh, yeah! Isn't Benny Hill from there, too? Okay, enough of that. So, anyway, um, Kelly Pickler, you remember her from uh, American Idol? She was a very unintelligent person. She was one of the cast-offs, right? She was the the cute blonde girl who uh, was dumb as a bag of hammers. Oh, yeah! She was on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And the answer is no! Oh, no. The answer is no. Let's check it out. Do you have a guess? I don't think France is a country, but I would have said that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to say France. I don't know. Okay. France is a country. I will tell you it that. Is. If you had said oh, France, you would have gone home with nothing. That Woo. is not the right answer. <sighs> the right answer is hungry. Is what? Hungry. Hungry? Like, I'm hungry. That's a country? I've heard of turkey, but hungry, never heard of it. Your fifth grade classmate, Nathan, said... Hungry! Great, you're the best. Thank you. Yes, you tried to trick me. I don't think that's too hard wow. to trick her. So She's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Do you guys pronounce it hungry? Are you hungry. hungry? I knew I was hungry. I went to the wall no. when I was a kid rocking. I thought it was hungry. I was so hungry. Tickle pig's feet. Oh, man. But anyway, they got, I've thought of a game show called Bag of Hammers where you see how <laughs> stupid win. people are. 
Like she could host it. And then whenever they don't get it right, you just smack them over the head with the bag of hands. Yeah, Miss Carolina could be on there too. I personally believe, uh, <laughs> such as. Personally. But I love, I heard turkey. I hate her hungry. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Well, this uh, week, the medium with Molly Ringwald came on, Steve. And I did not see it, but I did see the annoying commercials. Now, ever since that's aired, I keep seeing a new medium ad. The thing I love about NBC is they have this guy doing the, the voiceovers. And uh, I just can't wait to see this next week's episode of Medium. It looks awesome. See Monday, an all-new medium. I deal with death a lot in my work. Me too. With Kelsey Grammer as the angel of death. But vivid imaginations, you will. I saw my own death. A medium that changes all the rules. <laughs> and a performance that will chill you to the bone. <gasps> Not exactly Dante's Inferno, but... Close enough. All new medium, Monday on NBC. Dude, I don't know about you, but I want to see a performance that chills me to the bone. <laughs> Is, are they overselling it a little, baby? Oh, poor Chelsea Grammer. And a performance that will chill you to the bone. Man, if this guy can chill me to the bone, all I'm saying is that I'm thinking that it's, um... Emmy worthy. <laughs> Thank <Right>. you. <laughs> now, another show that I don't watch is Wife Swap. Wife Swap is essentially trading spouses on ABC, but it yeah. came first or did it. Just... I used to watch it pretty regularly only because it was always so funny. But apparently this uh, couples when they're supposed to meet at the table and I don't know what they do, but they got into a fist fight and uh, let's check it out. You're a drunk. He's not a gentleman. He's a Sack. You You're a, a slut. You dress like a slut. You look like a slut. Oh. You know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He'll kill you. He'll kill you. Randy, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my God. <laughs> don't do it. He'll kill you. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. You're done. I'm suing your. You're done. Get to call the cops. Security. Call the police now. Uh, oh my god! It's the most violent episode of Wife Swap. <laughs> yeah, right. You just had to make sure they were dead with that one last one. <laughs> yeah. That's how, uh, and that's one how last it should one. be for on Wife Swap from right now, from this on. You know, like I think that was the uh, security guard. <laughs> security guard walked in and just shot all it of is, them. Is freaking Jerry Springer doing this show now? I know. It was, uh, and I love the. What was funny is you see on the fight, the two women are fighting, and she goes to throw a drink in her face. The guy grabs the drink and pushes her back, so then the husband kind of, like, tries to push him away. And then he's like, oh, oh, I got a fist out, and then he clocks him right in the chin. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. But uh, a guy who's doing pretty well is Jonathan. Now, this was the uh, season finale of Blowout, and it was very sad. How did I miss that? But, uh... So now you refer to him as just one name, like Cher. Yeah, he's a product, Jonathan Product. Jonathan. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, in this clip, he gets to meet with his son. Let's check it out. What are you doing, monkey? What are you doing? Did you see this? <gasps> Look at that. I'm a Jonathan Look at that. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. I gotta go do a shampoo. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, monkey. Yeah, monkey. Yeah, monkey. I'll be right back. Okay. Not exactly Dante's Inferno, but close enough. <laughs> Good lord, man. I like that. What are you doing, monkey? <laughs> now, that's not the only clip. Here, Jonathan is filming a commercial. He's making, he's putting up his own money to film a commercial, and he wants to see how he looks on camera, but they won't let him. Instead let's, of going on QVC. Yeah, let's check it out. But here's the thing. I can't see any footage yet. Why not? We, well, for real, we can't, even, we can't rewind over that tape anyway. Right. It wrecks the tape. I mean, it doesn't wreck it, but being a perfectionist, we don't want to do it. it dude, you look money. It looks great. It's high def. It's, I look money? You look money. She looks money. Everybody okay, looks money. G. But we need to make sure that, I, <laughs> we need to make sure that these money. girls are... These girls I are make money. Them. I don't like to look money. Really? He likes to look money. I want to see footage. One too many that times. <laughs> Somebody, Holy shit. I gotta go do a shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotta go do a shampoo. But uh, that's you well, look money. I hate people that use that term. Oh man, it's total money, dude. It's money, man. You look money. <laughs> Shut it, your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, Blowout's gone for a year, and it's a shame because it was uh, phonic gold. But uh, I guess we're gonna have to start covering the. The Housewives of Orange County. Oh, Jesus. I don't think I'll ever lower to that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's this MTV show. I have never heard of it. I think this is the premiere episode called That's Amore. And it has some foreigner dude uh, who, of course, oh, yeah. is... He was the uh, the Italian guy that was on the tequila, the Tila Tequila show. Okay. Apparently, if you're entertaining on one reality show, you get your own. Sweet. Yeah, same as like uh, the uh, the skank that was on Flavor of Love. Right, New York. New York. Now, yeah. this guy, he likes this chick. He thinks she's hot, but he's into something kind of weird. He likes smelling girls' armpits. Let's check it out. There was like a little smell coming out from somewhere, and I realized that Kristen, she has a little problem under the armpits. Now, I got a question. Are you wearing any... Because I can smell problem. something. <coughs> Are you all sweat? That's probably what it is. And, uh, I'm just saying. Can I actually... Can you uh, put it up a little bit? Oh, my gosh. Are you wanting to smell my armpit? It, it smells amazing. Do you and, like uh, it? I, that's why I want to smell it closer. <laughs> Give me a little... Are they in the Come pizzeria? On, Yes, they are. Uh, Give me a little Parmesan. Uh, on His name is Gino. Oh, Ooh, some garlic, please. Ah. Oh, that's a nice. No. Now give me the sauce. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No. Oh, it smells like an anchovy. I guess the armpit thing was something that has to do with his culture, which... I'm down with. You know, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to be a part of that. So if we're sniffing pits, we're sniffing pits. I don't think that has anything to do with this culture. I think no. she's talking about all of pits. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I want to buy eight hot dogs 
and eight hot dog buns to go with them. But no one sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns. So I end up paying for four buns I don't need. So I am removing the superfluous buns. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to have to pay for all 12 buns. They're not marked individually. Yeah. You want to know why? Because some big shot over at the Wiener Company got together with some big shot over at the Bun Company and decided to rip off the American public. Because they think the American public is a bunch of trusting nitwits who pay for things they don't need rather than make a stink. Well, they're not ripping off this nitwit anymore because I'm not paying for one more thing I don't need. George Banks is saying no. Who's George Banks? Previously on Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. The Food Revolution continues, but every single school in LA is banned me from getting anywhere near it. Jamie brought his battle to one of the biggest cities in America. Jamie Oliver is stirring the pot in Southern California. Los Angeles. LA is perfect. They do 650,000 meals a day. If LA school districts actually embraced one or two things, that would be really powerful. But the big city has not been easy. I just wanted to humbly come here today to ask, could you reconsider allowing me access to any schools? They're saying, basically, they're not interested in drama and conflict. And at the same time, we have nothing to hide. From the schools... Is this your school lunch? Do you know what meat is? Does anyone know what that is? To fast food. You can't take fries off the menu. So nothing can come off the menu? No, no, no. Why? Jamie wants to come in and change my customer's eating habits. He's got another thing coming. No matter what he's done... The crowd that turns up, it's going to be massive. Hi, guys. Nothing has gone right. There's literally 20 people. Ouch. You come to a city like this expecting a certain reaction, and it's not what we're getting. Maybe L.A. was a big mistake. It's Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. Eat your vegetables! Bill, you remember last week we talked briefly about Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution, and we didn't have a clip or anything, but I decided this week, since Cake Boss is gone, might as well bring Jamie Oliver into the show, right? Yeah. And if there's this one bit here where remember last week we were talking about he's taking over or he's bothering this guy who has a fast food place called the what is it called Patras Patras yeah and he's trying to make it healthy food and stuff right so here he's trying to talk the guy into letting him take over his restaurant for two weeks and the guy's oh. like no I don't think so <laughs> oh and by the way the guy's name is Dino <laughs> let's check it out. Last time, Dino made it very clear that he did not want me messing with his menu. He really didn't know anything about the food that he was serving. He knew nothing about his burgers or where that came from. We didn't agree on anything, so I'm hoping with a little bit of time passing, he might have come round to some of my ways of thinking. Your burger has good stuff on it. It's good meat. It's, it's a got, better it's burger to start with. It's, got, me? it's a better burger to start with. It's a better patty, which you agreed with. It's a burger. It's not have, a burger. It, it's a really... It's a, it's a really good burger. With yeah. really but good... Do you, does that not have any Like Angus meat. But it's a burger. Within seconds of talking to Dino, it was pretty obvious that we've made no progress whatsoever. Can we have a quick chat outside? Yeah. Like I was really hoping that me and Dino bones. could do this thing together, but it's not going to happen. So I'm going to have to do it on my own now. Jimmy Oliver has a head like a brick wall. Normally. Cash-wise. Well, that's something that I don't want to say on camera. Whisper it to me. Okay. So, if I was to say I could double that turnover, but I'd need complete control over the whole menu for two weeks. But the thing is, I can't have a proper experiment unless I have full control of the kitchen. But why would I want to do that? 
you're saying because I'll double your business. Yeah. The other result could be it could lower the business. I'm we'll put some bangers and mash on the menu. Well, allowing you to come in here for two weeks, I can't. It's an established business. I have a living to make. I have three kids and a wife at home. Wait for the Cornish pasty burger. You said two weeks. Yeah, you just said two weeks is too much. Established tea time on there. I'll, you know, I'll be working What with I'm your concerned stuff. about yeah. is that you are from England, all right? And you weren't raised in this country at all, right? You were making a... Whoa, where is he getting at with is what we call it. And trying to sell it as a milkshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> you're kind of like guy is on that. missing the point of what fast food is, you know? I initially told you I don't mind supplementing my menu. Now you're telling me you want to wipe my menu. What are you afraid of competing with my menu? No, no. I, I, I made oh, you whatever. Oh, your menu, no. So don't touch my menu. It's, it's whatever, prove a point. Whatever, prove a point. But my menu is not the only fast food menu in town. No, of course They're at every corner. We're in America. We're, it's not every corner. Gas stations and fast food. Oh, stop food. being such That's a smug prick. Here. There's about a of these places all around us. Yeah, but they're all doing the same stuff. Yeah. So why can't we be unique? Alright, if, if if I can't take it over for one or Put two some weeks. Wheat grass on right. that burger, right? What about half and half? What do you mean by half and half? My menu and your menu next to each other. And Yeah. And if I could double your business. That means you're done would an you amazing... keep it going. Yeah, or you what am I, an idiot? Sometimes in life you meet people that inspire you. Sometimes in life you meet people you want to inspire. And sometimes you just want to stab yourself. Dude, you made Please a do smoothie, it, please. Brother. You made a smoothie. Please. What you did. Call it a smoothie. And they're still arguing about the smoothie Call it thing. a smoothie. Why can't he call it a smoothie? Why can't he call it a shake? What does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Why does he have to... Why can't he offer both options so that if somebody doesn't want the calories of a shake, they can have a smoothie with a little strawberry taste? Yeah, I think the guy's just being difficult there. I mean, okay, it's a smoothie. Well, put a smoothie on the menu then, right? Yeah. And But the show is about bringing uh, healthy food to school children and schools. Yeah. And... Uh, why is he doing this? I, you know, we talked because about he can't lesson. get into the school. <laughs> he's got to do something. Yeah, and he's got to. He's got to make a show. He makes those. And kind it's of- just this smugness about Jamie Oliver. Like he he drops that little acid tongue con- comment about there's a fast food joint on every corner. He goes, well, it's America. Like yeah. if you, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, what is that? The only reason that the U.S. is fatter than the U.K. is because the U.K. is smaller. <laughs> really. <laughs> If 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 the UK was just as big as the US, it'd be just as fat. I I mean I understand what he's talking about is that everybody's stuck in their ways. And if he was guaranteeing double the results, you know why wouldn't you let somebody take over? Well, he does. Well, you, they you wouldn't do a, that in a business sense because what happens? You're going to drive. You're either going to drive current customers away that are looking for a cheap, fast meal, or you're going to lose customers. Um, Maybe gain some different customers, but lose other customers because it's going to be more money. Yeah, what they what they end up doing is the better idea, which is just put an additional menu on there. Exactly. I don't understand the part though where he's keeps ordering things through the drive thru Is he just seeing if they make the food right when he's not there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, it's like the show. I enjoy watching it for like nutritional information and all that stuff. It's, yeah, he can be very interesting. I liked his, uh, he did a special in the UK called Jamie's Foul Dinners, and it was all about chicken, where chicken comes from, how they're killed. Yeah, stuff like Every- that. So he's, it's like, you don't like when it gets too preachy. 
And I can exactly understand. I like want to. He gets exasperated because he's too preachy, and I literally just want to bang my head into the wall. Right, and you know the stuff at the schools. I can understand why he's frustrated because they won't friggin' let him in there, even to see any of the meals. But they have to watch their ass too. They don't, you know. Right, it's all politics. Right, no matter who is denying it, there's somebody above them. And you know it's a it's an entertaining show, but they do do the dramatic thing. You know, yeah. I thought it was very sad when he's talking to the girl who's talking about her. Both her parents have diabetes, and her younger sister has diabetes. And in fact, she gives her insulin shots. That's really sad. She's just waiting for the day she gets diabetes. Really sad. Mm-hmm. Wants to teach her how to to eat right and stuff. But they've also got to overlay the sad music over her story as she's telling. You know it, what though? I have it's... to take I have to take exception with that because when you take insulin injections, that's type one diabetes. That's a, a chronic, lifelong disease. You know, when the pancreas doesn't produce enough insulin, right? That thing is... has nothing to do with the girl's diet. Exactly. She was probably born that could like be that. juvenile diabetes. Well, could it be because uh, of her parents had it? Both had yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. It could be hereditary. Mm-hmm. Any number of things. It doesn't have to be because of weight. Granted, type one diabetes, you have to watch really, really closely. Yeah. That's some serious shit. And it doesn't and- hurt if they know how to eat. I mean, I, I'll say from my childhood, I didn't know shit about cooking and stuff, Bill. I didn't know yeah. shit about taking care of myself. And uh, that's something that I've had to learn as an adult. And uh, Bill, in fact, this week I, I made my first steak, prepared it myself, it. my first uh, potatoes. And it was, uh, I mean, some people be like, "What?" But just seriously, I every day for the last three weeks I've been making myself breakfast, like eggs and stuff like that. And I never used to do that. I'd waste so much money in fast food places. But I'm not just doing it for nutritional value, but I really and genuinely want to learn to cook and uh, prepare food for my family. Because I got to tell you, just seeing the look on uh, my wife's face as I presented the plate, I even tried to yeah. plate it fancy, Bill. And yeah. uh, that's awesome. And I, I go back to what... He's working on that scrambies idea. <laughs> oh, I yeah, definitely. <laughs> When you and I've been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay's The F Word, which is all about trying to get people to cook. And when I hear like Carla from Top Chef or that one lady, what's her name, Bill, on the Food Network, the Paula Dean, yeah, the when you one way of showing people how much you love them is preparing food for them, absolutely. And that's what I want to do, right? I also, that's wanna- why, you know what? That's why I started cooking. I started cooking when I was uh, in like sixth, maybe fifth or sixth grade. I would come home from school and, you know, it was just me and my dad then living in Michigan on our own. And I just thought, you know, wow, I bet it would be really nice to make something for my dad whenever he came home. And I started out very easy. You know, I was making like uh burgers and sometimes even like a casserole following mm-hmm. recipes and stuff and this is before the internet was prevalent 
Right. So I'm like reading boxes and books yeah. and just and that's what it was all that's what it stemmed from is having something nice for my dad when he came home because I loved him and I appreciated him and he came home from work and I saw how tired he was and I was yeah. like, well, I'll have something for him when he and gets home. And nine times out of ten, you know, it's like I don't feel like making anything. Let's just order in exactly or something like that. You just want to collapse after yeah. a long day. And, and if uh, you have something for someone that you love and, you know, it shows them you appreciate them. And that's what food's all about is sharing and, you know, sharing the love between one another. And I, it just, it makes me happy. And I'm, hey, at least I discovered it now than never, you know? Yeah. And it's and, fun. And Once it you really awesome. start to get into it. Yeah. And, you know, experience it and the, the science of it and all that and watching it happen. And, and what I realized most of the time it's putting uh, olive oil in the pan before you throw something in. It's so easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, all you got to do is start with olive oil, you know, with a lot of this stuff. Like I put the diced up the potatoes bill and put in some rosemary and salt and pepper mm-hmm. and uh, soaked it in olive oil and then put it on the pan. That was really awesome. And I never knew yeah. it could be. I, I felt love like roasted potatoes. I felt so proud of myself when I bought rosemary from the <laughs> store. Like rosemary. What the hell am I doing? What is but, this? I didn't know there was this section in the produce aisle where you could actually buy fresh herbs. I started out with something difficult, which is steak. And it's expensive like even like a raw steak that you cook so you know i want to start grilling chicken and stuff like that well you know what there is cheaper cuts of meat i I love one of my favorite things to do in the summer is get a couple flank steaks like one of the cheapest cuts of meat marinate them for a little while and then throw them on the grill and if you cut them right they can be as tender as a filet Nice. You know, it's just you and gotta I know it's you know, take experiment and go for the cheaper cuts. Don't go for the ribeye first right. off. You yeah, gotta, that's what I did first off. <laughs> Do you have a grill, outdoor grill? No, I could get one though. I could even well, get it's a cheap time one. to get one. Yeah, and you know, um, also, you know, I started with something difficult. But what I was going to say is, YouTube has so much cooking stuff on it. Oh yeah, and you never would have thought that. But it's like, how do you prepare an omelet? There's like a million omelet videos, and you could watch like ten of them and get an yeah. idea of what you want to do. You don't. Have and to do everyone exactly does it different. Yeah, they do. Even like uh, just watch uh, Gordon Ramsay make scrambled eggs. You're like, what the hell kind of English way of breaking eggs yeah. is this? <laughs> He's putting butter in the eggs. Wait a second. I figured out what I like to do with my. Uh, basically, I kind of make an omelet. It's not really an omelet, but I don't scramble up the eggs. Mm-hmm. I kind of fold it in and then I'm done, kind of a thing. I've got my well, own way I, of doing it. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's that's the way I do scrambled eggs. Also, I scramble them in a bowl, right. pour them in, and then let it cook and kind of like layer it over. Yeah. Again and again. And then I have thing. this nice, like, uh, New York strip of egg there. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. It's fancy egg. All right. Hey, nice food talk, guys. Yeah. All right. I like, I, I cook too. I like to cook. We need I just to don't do ever that. have time. We need to start cooking together, Stephen. <laughs> nice. It, maybe Stephen can get Vanessa over. State of suspended yeah. animation. Easy. <laughs> get cook somewhere outside of the bedroom. Oh, dear. Sorry. Granby out. <laughs> Mmm, scrubby eggs. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Now, Bill, uh, Food Revolution finally returned. Jamie Oliver's oh, show. <laughs> did it? 
And I had to play this clip because he does this thing that he does for five-year-olds, kindergartners, where he asks some questions about food. Like, where does food come from? He gives them a choice of A, B, or C. Like, where does milk come from? And he goes, I didn't want to give it to these high school kids because it's kind of patronizing. Like, dude, come on. But he decided to. He wanted to know where their... Uh, where they lie, lie in their knowledge of food. Oh, well, so, let's humiliate some children. So let's, uh, he's going to ask these kids what they know about food, and let's check it out. And I almost think that some of their answers are because they can't understand a word he's saying. Yeah, he's a little marble-mouthed. Let's check this out. <laughs> so the LA school board have the power to ban me from their kitchens, but... They can't stop me coming into West Adams as an educator. And the first thing I'm going to do now I'm a teacher here is find out how much my students know about food. And it's like a litmus test, okay? I've always done very simple tests of where your food came from with the elementary school kids. You need to answer me nice and quick, three seconds. However, I've never done it with high school kids. Okay, cheese, where does it come from? A cow, macaroni, or the moon? Cow. Good girl. Partly because it always felt a bit... No, it comes from the moon. Where does it come from? Trees, fluffy clouds, or corn? Corn. Good girl. But this test was very enlightening. Okay, spaghetti, where do they come from? Spaghetti tree, the spaghetti river, or from the field? Meat. Correct. Very inspiring. Butter, where does it come from? Cow. Positive? Yes. And very upsetting. Butter. Now, where does it come from? A dairy cow, sweet corn, or sunflower? I think it's a bee. From bee. You think that butter comes from sweet corn? Yeah. It's actually a cow. Where does butter come from? Corn. Okay, butter does not come from corn. Butter. A, B, or C? B. So butter comes from sweet corn. Yeah. The reality is a bunch of these kids haven't got a clue about where their food comes from. Sausages, does it come from this beef cattle here, a sausage dog, or does it come from a corn dog, which is growing? Um, C. Okay, corn dogs don't actually grow. You guys might be sitting at home watching this, giggling, laughing, thinking how funny it is. You know, <laughs> but these kids are not stupid. We cannot blame oh. these students. Sure. Where does almonds come from? Do you know what almonds are? No. Uh, you don't? <laughs> they are the simply sky. a reflection yeah. of the adults that have made decisions around them. It's us. It's the adults that have let these young kids down. Chocolate, where does it come from? Cocoa pod, coconut, or a cocoa lake? C. You think that uh, chocolate comes from a cocoa lake? The LAUSD think I'm here just to talk about school food, but actually food education. What tools are we giving youngsters to have any knowledge about it? Okie dokie. Now, honey, where does it come from? Honey bear, honey bee, or honey dew? I think a bear... These guys are 17, they're not 5 Jesus or 10. Christ. These are 5 and 10-year-old mistakes here. You it's know, like you these are 17, cut open a bear and honey just pours year. out of it. They're driving cars already. That's what happens when you Black cut open a bear. Where does it come from? Apples, avocados, Aww. or broccoli? Apples. Apples. No, are you Mexican? Yeah. Okay, your grandmother would give you a slap for that. Now, cheese, where you does it come from? Moon, comes macaroni, from or a cow? I would say a macaroni. Incorrect. It comes from a cow. There does I am, going into that class, thinking never going to get this wrong. They had to have been. And far too much of it was wrong. And you know what the scary thing is? This is a great school. I mean, academically, this school does well. It's really been turned around. They've got an amazing team here. This isn't a reflection on this school per se. This is a reflection on the unimportance of any kind of food education for the young Americans today. We've let them down. We've created this whole environment. They've just been born into it, and they're coming out at 17, and they haven't even got that basic knowledge. It's bad. 
busy with other things like texting and <gasps> video games and stuff like Honestly, that. Honestly, he comes across so superior, so haughty. <laughs> It's like, dude, calm down. Take, <laughs> just, just take take a chill pill. It's okay. There was if it doesn't. There was one guy who said that corn dogs come from a plant, like they grow. Yeah. If that was true, that would be awesome. I'd plant some corn dogs in my I backyard. I would grow corn dog plants. <laughs> I would too, man. That'd be awesome. Or if you live next to a chocolate lake, how sweet would that be? What kind of? Oh, you'd probably have to boil the chocolate first. Yeah, what kind of fish would swim in a chocolate lake? Chocolate fish. Oh, cowfish. Or, uh, or maybe Swedish fish covered in chocolate. <laughs> Swedish fish. Yeah, and Augustus Gloop is. Hey, Augustus! He's always getting sucked in that tube all the He's time. He's the chocolate swamp thing. Awesome. So that's a mm-hmm. uh, food revolution. Now, uh, everything we're doing is wrong, guys. We got to learn from Jamie. Yeah, and uh, did he did he screw with that poor Dino guy from Patra's? This yes, Patra finally gave in and changed his meat. And he went on the radio, and uh, they had a big brouhaha there at, at his restaurant, like a gala, and they were on the news. And uh, this nurse came up to him and said how proud she was because uh, she sees so many people who eat unhealthily, unhealthily. Oh, and uh, how much they paid her. He started crying, saying, I think I'm doing the right thing. My dad would really appreciate this and stuff like that. So that was really good stuff, Bill. Wow. Sounds a little forced. All right, uh, Bill, uh, Food Revolution, uh, the finale aired last Friday. Food Unrevolution. Yes, uh, Jamie Oliver. Uh, you know, I guess the one good thing that came out of it is they banned chocolate milk in schools in L.A. Yeah. That's actually a really good thing. Not you know, and I'm not being facetious at all. I'm, you know, when I was a kid, you had a choice. You know, white milk, chocolate milk, or orange juice. And right. now it's they just would have all flavored milk, no choice. Yeah, it's like um, the argument that people who sell the school the milk say is kids wouldn't drink milk. This helps them drink it. They wouldn't drink it if they didn't have chocolate or strawberry milk. This, uh, you know, it's like, yes, they would. If there was no other options, they would drink it. Yeah, I did a thing at my at my niece's school one time, and I th- honestly thought I got white milk, uh-huh. and it was vanilla milk. Oh. It's one of the grossest things I've ever put to my lips. Wow. It's just, ugh, atrocious. So sugary. That stuff is so awful. Well, there's this thing that happened where... Um, Jamie decides to get a bunch of L.A. chefs together and have, like, a little dinner for him or i guess it's a breakfast and kind of talk to them and stuff and i even recognize at least one of the ladies from top chef masters like last season or something but they're oh, like, really they're like local known chefs so he's like oh this is gonna be an honor to have them here but he's pulling a little switcheroo on them because he's trying to get some people to help him out and he's really serving them school lunches to show them how mm-hmm. gross it is so wait till you see how these chefs react to this horrible food. It's like hamburgers and tater tots and Mexican scramble. And square pizza. Me- what is a Mexican scramble? I'm not sure. It's like rice and salsa with hamburger with meat hamburger or something. Meat up in it. Yeah. And huh. then another one is chicken nuggets with uh, ketchup and, uh, I'd eat that. and green beans. Ooh, but, why green beans? Why are you going to ruin it with green beans? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's check this out. 
So I've got seven of LA's best chefs coming to see us today. I need them to help me do something epic. So what I need to do is grab their attention. So I've got a plan. I'm going to cook them a meal, have a little chat with them, get them on side, and hopefully I'll get their support. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you doing? Good. Thanks for coming today, guys. I know you're really busy. So, can I just serve up my food? I know you guys are hungry. And they think that I'm going to prepare them a nice little breakfast. And actually what I've done is give them some perspective. I just want to say thanks ever so much for coming. Part of my gratitude is to cook you a meal. One, two, three, guys. Basically, I'm giving them a fairly everyday, regular American school lunch, as you would see them on many, many different school menus. It's hard to look at, let alone smell. I mean, some of them didn't even want to be near it. This is a typical school lunch meal. I grew up in LAUSD, and this looks better than anything I was ever served. <laughs> this looks better than the LAUSD food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, I want you to be a student just for 10 minutes. It smells crazy. Very you know, synthetic. Candy, synthetic. The, the milk doesn't even taste like milk. It's just like sugar, artificial strawberry right at the front. Brother, go on, tuck into, tuck into that beautiful bag. They keep calling each other brother. I mean, they're giving you a whole wheet bun, so I mean, you're lucky. It Some looks kind of super chef. rough. Oh. Honestly, I wouldn't <laughs> feed this to my dog. I'll take a bite. You want to take a bite? For the sake of science? <laughs> brother, get into it. Brother. 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 Try it, brother. Does it take a bite, brother? It's so flat in flavor. You taste the wheat in the bun more than you even taste the meat. Ben, do you want to have a little go there, brother? I, I don't know. I can't eat this. I'm not your brother! The whole point of giving these chefs these different school lunches I wanted them to get angry. I wanted them to feel what I feel and see what I see and try and taste what I have tasted, and they wouldn't. Oh. I think Suzanne was on the verge of throwing up. Being a parent, I can't imagine even putting this in front of my kid, like, ever. Do your kids go to LAUSD school? My daughter, I have one daughter, no, not yet. But I'd like you to get all this stuff in line before she starts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's school food, guys. This is um, what we're feeding the future. It's pretty depressing. It's not looking bright, is it? No. So, I mean, I understand the whole school lunch thing because there are kids that they, you know, when I was a kid, I had a lunch card most of the time. You know, yeah, my same mom here. was raising us, a uh, single parent, and uh, we couldn't afford, I mean, you know, three kids. We weren't bringing our lunch every day, you know? No. So, uh, people are at the mercy of what the school serves. You know, like now, like I always send lunch with my daughter and I can just put give her whatever I decide to. So I can understand how it's annoying because they do serve a lot of shit, just junk ass food, you know? And you know, when I remember high school, I, here's what I, I was thinking about what I ate for lunch every day of high school. I mean, like every day I'd eat the chocolate gem donuts, Mm. Star Crunch. Sometimes is, that, is Entenmann's chocolate gem donuts. They were. I think it was like the Dolly Madison kind. Mm, it I doesn't would, matter. They're delicious. I would eat. I would either get like a, a Star Crunch, Little Debbie Star Crunch. Oh God, I love those. I'd always. I or I get the Nutter Butter, the little chocolate peanut butter thing. Oh, with the, the wafer covered in yeah. chocolate. I would get that, and I get mm. a Coke. That was my lunch. Wait, what else? What was the last one? I was too too busy drooling. And a Coke. 
Oh, okay, and a Coke. And well, every, that's every once in a while, I go through the line and get rolls, like get like 10 of those real buttery rolls, you know, split them up with, or whatever. And then put with. the Nutter Butter and the Nutter no. Butter roll Crunch sandwich. in the roll. No, so I eat pretty horrible every day. For, no wonder I was so tired and sleepy all the time. Damn, I, you know, I wish I had that stuff. My mom was like a, she still is a food Nazi, but... Uh, I you know I never got snacks hey, like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I wish it was. There was a time you know when uh, my dad was very strict with food, and then I guess he just stopped giving a shit or something. I don't know. Once you're in high school, it's just like they know by now. It's like no, we don't, man. I'm gonna just uh, get a coke whenever I can. Yeah, from like middle school to the end of high school, I lived walking distance, so I walked home for lunch every day. Nice. So I mean, I she could at least eat at home. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Sit and watch. The only thing I hated at it's school lunches for me were normally okay because the creepy old ladies with hairy moles made them. But um, hairy Friday, moles, <laughs> hairy moles. <laughs> yes, hairy hairy moles was back there <laughs> in his wheelchair with the creepy old ladies making oh lunches. Gosh. I don't think and I've he ever would eat half of them. <laughs> ever went into a cafeteria in high school. But Fridays was pizza day. Right. And for some reason, they just couldn't get their heads around that pizza's supposed to be crisp. Right, right. They would cook them that... in those sheet pans, and it was just like this you could... soft, shitty dough. With like a layer of like glossy cheese on it. Yes. It was yeah. almost like it's oh. like plastic on it. You know, my uh, grandma, she did it, ran a daycare out of her house. And she even got government, uh, uh, what would you call it, government subsidies? I don't know. Yeah, sure. She would get, like, government cheese, government pizza, like, stuff that goes to schools. And she would get that and, you know, hey, you guys want some of this pizza? It's like, this stuff is nasty, Grandma. (laughs) I'd rather have a Totino's pizza roll. So I don't know. Whoever has the contract with these cities and stuff, they... uh, I don't know if they have a great price or whatever, but no one it's gives garbage. a sh- no one gives a shit of the quality of the food that's running Mm-mm. the cities and the food and stuff. The government cheese isn't even cheese; it's cheese process. Yeah, it's all a bunch it's of crap. Oil, right? One move and you're both dead men. All right. So, food revolution is over, and I actually stand behind what he's about. It's food education, and I've I've been food dumb my entire life. He just goes about it a really piss poor way on that show, especially this season. Right. He's. I mean, I understand why he went to L.A. It's a big market and everything like that, but it's something about him that. What would you say? What is the haughty? Haughty. Yeah, he's like he's he's just very. obnoxious and kind of nose in the air about it. Right. He just, he needs somebody. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's getting results in a roundabout way and he's good with kids and stuff, but there was a great blog. uh, Nobody likes to be preached to. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be preached to. Right. Um, I I don't go to church for that reason. (laughs) I don't want to be preached to. (laughs) Um, so there was a great blog post on one of the food blogs I go to about that, Patra's, right. and they still have that menu that Jamie Oliver made for the burgers. Okay. But they talk about how the the burgers themselves are just so loaded with so many condiments and stuff that 
doesn't make any sense. Like, one even has beans on it, and it takes away the flavor of the meat. So they said the menu, the Revolution burgers are terrible, but if you take the patty, you know, the Angus patty, and put it on a normal burger from Patra's, it's much better. Yeah, I don't want, like, this real gussied up burger with all this shit on no. it. To, uh, like, look how flavorful this is. It's oh, like, no, I saw one on Man vs. Food that I would probably do. <laughs> well, you know, it depends on what you're, <laughs> you're gussing it up with. But don't Just put, give me a cheeseburger. Don't put kidney you beans a, on my hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> fried egg, bacon, yeah, cheese. Hell yeah, well, I'll I, take that. No, what, that's, that's different. That's not gussied up. I'm Old. talking about bean sprouts and shit. Oh, okay. no, I don't want that shit. I, you know, I want very, I want one piece of lettuce at the most. You know, give me some, give me some meat, some some pork, maybe some cheese. <laughs> right. Put a I whole think, pig on there along with the cow. Take a sausage patty on top of the hamburger we're patty. We're all in agreement here. Hey, fine. So, uh, Jamie, sorry, uh, your show's over. All right, guys, are you guys ready to talk about Rocco's dinner party? <laughs> Fine. Let's talk about Rocco's dinner party. First of all, let's talk about Rocco. Rocco uh, Despirito. I knew him from a show. Bill, you knew him from that. All, all of us knew him from the, the show restaurant. The Restaurant, yes, which uh, got canceled quickly, but it was a show about him opening a restaurant featuring his mama's meatballs. And well, I had the, like eight episodes. The show was bad. Maybe. He just seems kind of smarmy and douchey to me. Smarmy. Definitely. Well, he, he's one of those guys. He, he's he's the chef, but he doesn't cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, what well do you, you know, make, I knew man? him from. Um, he did a show on Food TV called Melting Pot. Oh, really? Like I've seen yeah. him. Like he'll do little cooking segments on like the Today Show and stuff. I've seen him do that before. Padma actually was a host on that too. Oh, okay. They would switch out. It was like in the early two thousands, late nineties. Well, what? and they would they would switch around. I think that's how they all. That whole Bravo area kind of started in that t- that food TV in the early 2000s. Okay. And, you know, this sh- here's what I like about the show. I like seeing people cook and stuff. But it, I think it's hilarious how Rocco, he's throwing a dinner party with his closest friends. And he needs some <laughs> chefs to come in and audition for him. Make your signature dish. And if I like it, you get to stay. If I don't, the party ends for you. Okay. And then when you get picked, it's two people. You compete for twenty thousand dollars to throw the best goddamn dinner party ever, <laughs> and you decorate. You have a choice between three different. And I think it's funny. The funniest thing is he calls the place my house. This is my house, and you can decorate these three different dining rooms. I'm like, whoa, he's got three dining rooms in his house. Oh, 
the uh, the <laughs> the foyer, <Yeah. laughs> the um, the terrace. Don't mind the, the ga- gaffers over in the corner. Yeah, so these chefs need to create an experience for the guests, right? And uh, they even show them go to Whole Foods, just like on Top Chef and stuff. But the 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 thing. No, that... it, um, what is it? Garden of Eden. <laughs> where they're going. Oh right. And so here it is. Okay, the best reason to watch this show is because it's douche-tastic because of oh, Rocco. Oh, God, is it ever. It is douche-tastic. Even, no. even the chefs they bring on are, like, so sure of themselves. Yeah. It's funny how I've seen one episode where the real competitive chefs and kind of rude to each other. Hey, you need some help over there? <laughs> and other one where they're really helpful. Hey, I can help you with anything you need. No, thanks for asking. You know, <laughs> it's just... I think there's been three episodes. But the first, uh, here's the episode I have. It's uh, a dinner party with a mystery guest. And that mystery guest is Padma. Hey! And uh, she brings this special... You will not take it from me! (laughs) The special (laughs) herbs and spices uh, that she's made, Bill. And Rocco wants to know if they could whip something up in five minutes. And they're like, oh, sure, no problem. And meanwhile, they're panicking. Grilled cheese sandwich, bitch. (laughs) But also, Padma tells this fantastic way she makes potato skins. Did you catch that, Bill? Did I go to TGI Fridays and make them? She, she, the way I want to hear, I want to have a cookbook audio version where she just talks about recipes after this. So let's go ahead and check this out. Chefs, how you doing? Hey, Rocco. One guest in particular is very excited to meet you guys. This is the mystery guest. This person is an Emmy Award nominated television host, a person who someone shoot the xylophone player thousands of dishes a year for a living. Such she Thomas is my Newman? friend, Padma Lakshmi. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Padma Lakshmi. Oh my goodness! I can't believe it. Who you expected? No. <laughs> now you're really nervous. Yeah. Nice to meet you both. Nice to meet you. I'm very excited to eat both your food. Padma's got a very refined palate, and she's going to eat my food. Uh, you know that part makes me a little bit nervous. Well, I brought you a little something. Thank this you very much. This is a little much. of my uh, spice blends. This is Afro-Caribbean from Easy Thank Exotic. Thank you very much. How about you make our guests very happy and whip up something for her with this spice blend? Okay. I think we've got some tuna, salmon, some paneer in the okay. fridge. Maybe you can grill up something. Does that sound something that like sounds you'd like? Great. Can you do something in five minutes? Yes, Chef. Yes. All right, cool. Thank great. you so Take much. Take care Thank and you. good luck. Thank okay, you, thanks. She wants us to make an appetizer on the spot for her and her guest in five minutes. What the hell could I cook in five minutes? Let me describe to you my perfect plate of potato skins. First, you take a nice russet potato out of the earth with your bare cold hand. After that, you boil it. Then you take it out when it's piping hot and you can barely hold it and you scald your hands while you take a knife and you slice it this way. And you scoop some of the potato out so that skin gets nice and crunchy and brown at the edges. And you cook some bacon very, very slowly. And that'll cause it to caramelize and get spicy and crunchy. Then you take that... I need a cigarette. <laughs> Papa just had sex with potato skins. Wow. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> How did Hughley? He was at the dinner party. Man, that guy's hilarious. So hilarious he couldn't get a TV show at night. So, I mean, it's some cool people that he has on there, but I'm like, these aren't Rocco's friends. 
Yeah. They're like, God, what a douche. But hey, great thing. There was an entertainment reporter that I recognized on one of them. Like, I I couldn't place him, but I recognized him. And, you know, uh, so basically whoever wins, you know, it's nice. And they all shake his hands. He gets $20,000. So that's it. It's not, it's just a competition for that one episode, you know? Mm. And I have another clip here. And this week they had Italian twins. And these guys were real Italians because you can't understand a word they're saying. (laughs) And one brother gets eliminated and the other guy, he can't believe his brother. But the girl, there's a girl on there, and she's making, she's marinating chicken in mayonnaise. And the way he says mayonnaise, <sighs> the way he says mayonnaise is just mayonnaise. priceless. Just you got to hear the way this guy says mayonnaise. mayonnaise. He cannot believe it. it's not Italian because they're supposed to make Italian dinners. So let's check this out. Love this music. Chefs, I want to thank you for preparing these dishes for me. Unfortunately for one of you... You sound so genuinely appreciative. Nicola, this party will continue without you. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. I was not expecting to be kicked out. From my point of view, the lamb overcooked it. But I'm proud of my brother, and I wish he's going to kick the lady out of the kitchen. What are you going to do with the mayonnaise? I'm going to marinate the chicken. Chicken with mayonnaise? Yeah, makes it moist. Mayonnaise for Is that Serge? Mayonnaise. Serge is not Italian food. How will you feel if I actually win this? I'm going to cook Japanese food for the rest of my life. (laughs) It's Serge. I think I have an advantage at this point because I'm in Italian and never trust a woman with blue eyes. Huh? Why not? Mayonnaise. No. <laughs> Wait, how does he say it again? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. My, mayonnaise. She mayonnaise. She marinate the uh then the mayonnaise. The chicken, the I've mayonnaise. never heard of chicken being marinated in mayonnaise. Mayonnaise for chicken. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. That is not Italian food. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> I've got a new ringtone, guys. <laughs> That's my ringtone. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, Unfortunately for one of you, the party's already over. Oh, no. Oh. So anyway, it's just a really dumb show. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's basically they bring the food out, and then whoever is a celebrity or, or un-celebrity we've never heard of, they're like, oh, this is really good. Oh, this is really bad. And yeah, like, there'll oh, be okay. like a fashion person or someone who runs a restaurant, yeah. and we don't know who they are because we don't live in New York or L.A. No, we have no idea who these people are, but for some reason, the people at Bravo thought it was a good idea to put them on television. I'm ready for Marcel to visit Rocco. I'm in his to... quantum kitchen? or <laughs> Yeah, he needs to get that $20,000. <laughs> I think Rocco needs to be cooking instead of judging people. Yeah, what is this? This is this is horrible. He, he doesn't even make his own meatballs. I want his mama to get in there with her meatballs. And th- there was another, this guy, one of the Italian guys, he made meatballs. And he goes, oh. you give me a meatball? Are you serious? You want me to try your meatball? Do you know who my mama is? You know. I'd have thrown a meatball right at his eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, you douche. Taste I would have put a meatball. rock inside the meatball and threw it at him. <laughs> hey, what is your glitch, huh? 
my glitch? You know what? We're already no, 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 There's an IQ prerequisite, but there's no secret handshake. I, this Come is, on. you know, this, no, really this guy, you know, you got like this whole like thing with the world, don't you, this huh? Really Boy, stupid, no, no, that's okay? great. This that's really, really wonderful. But guess what? I'm a human being, okay? We're human beings, people, okay? You know, we're not like, uh, uh, intelligence, you know, quotations or whatever. Just ignore him. No. Hey, uh, what was the stuff that was on the intro to last week's show? Like the... Because I was walking along, listening to a show, and that came along, and I was just like, I'm in such a good mood now. That's not, I just want to find out what it is so I can just get it and uh, just Dusty's Treehouse. put it on a loop and just play that in my house 24 hours a day. Because you can't be awesome. unhappy with that kind of stuff. Just it was cheerful, wasn't it? Yes, it was a kid's show that we watched so growing up. uplifting and joyful. It's great. Okay, now, there's this other... You know, i got to find other shows to kind of, like, talk about. There was no Bachelorette this week. I was Aww. really depressed. Yeah, Where'd there, she go? There's no Cake Boss. <laughs> oh, it's because of 4th of July. No Cake no Boss because of 4th of, 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 of July? So I found a new show, Love in the Wild, on NBC. Now, here's what this show is. It's a dating show, but it's kind of like an adventure show, like The Amazing Race or something. They take a couple that have never met, try to get a love connection out of them, but also send them on an adventure where they go over dangerous rapids, you know, uh, fight cobra snakes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but in, and this Kill mountain lion. So, so they make you go hike with some lady you don't know. If you're a guy or a woman, you go with some dude. <laughs> One this clip, I think it's funny, the guy is just complaining the whole time, and the chick is getting really... Uh, fed up with it. She thinks he's kind of a Nancy boy. And then when they go over this bridge from the Temple of Doomville, it's like a rickety bridge, he slips through and he does this kind of girlish scream that's hilarious. Oh, no. And you knew he wasn't going to find love after this. Let's check this out. Good music. Is that John Williams? <laughs> One of the challenges was you have to go across a bridge that looked so beaten up. There's holes. There's cracked boards. It was it was terrifying. Oh. It was stupid. Okay, that doesn't blend in or anything. Stupid. We picked up the tether, and I had so much anxiety going through me. I can't even explain it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. Not liking the height. Derek was a little panicked, and I wasn't expecting that. If you act like a girl, I probably want nothing to do with you. I mean, we are high up here. Uh, okay, listen to his little Nancy yell. All right, over. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so he... Shit. Oh, I gotta hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that great? Do you think that uh, he found love after that? <laughs> Yeah, I think he found his feminine side. He just turns around and looks at him like, "What?" He's like, "Oh!" He's like fanning himself. Oh, I almost died. Oh. <laughs> you know that sounds a little like the Latoya Jackson. Yeah, she got tasered. Totally. <laughs> 
That's like, He's named Dr. Jones. <laughs> you know, I just realized we have a replacement to the Wilhelm scream, don't we? <laughs> that could easily... It's a little, it's a little too undramatic. A little too femme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that woman? That's no woman. It's I love dude. the echo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Rocco's dinner party. Bill, you caught up on it right before the show, am I right? Yes, I did. And uh, what's more to say than <laughs> let's uh, play this clip as uh, yeah. there's, there's two dudes and a chick who are making their signature dish for Rocco. And do you notice, like, when they're preparing it, he likes to go around and bother them as they're trying to do it? Like, so what are you doing there? I hope this isn't as salty when you serve it to me. I don't know if I'd do that. So let's go ahead and pay attention to when he <laughs> tastes he their did, food. You still have a restaurant, jackass. <laughs> oh. Oh, Steven, that's a strong opinion you got there, buddy. <laughs> let's check this out. There was sauce everywhere. I spilled the wine. My towel went on fire. Oh my my God. kitchen corner was a complete disaster. I cook with soul. I cook with emotion. And sometimes emotions are messy. Jen is all over the place. It might be messy, but it's going to be really good. I look over hey, at Jen. All matters, right? I don't really know if there's any way she can finish. What do you think? What would you do differently? I'd work a little cleaner, a little neater. I'd get my pans hot before I started sauteing mushrooms. I would not have picked such a complicated dish. I'm going to tell Ryan to go F himself. You have one minute left. This is something to watch. You really need to get this dish plated. Otherwise, you're out by default. Bring your plates to the tasting table. My dish was not as beautiful as the other two guys' dishes, but it was done. Thank you so much for preparing these for me. I think of your signature dishes as your culinary calling card, sort of uh, your resume on a plate. If Rocco sends me home, I'd be pretty upset. I know it's good, and I know I'm a talented chef. So, Fabio, what do you call this dish? It's a miso marinated Chilean sea bass with a lemongrass shiitake broth, vermicelli noodles, and choy sum. Chilean sea bass. Sounds like a lot Some... of uh, typical thinking. I know this says Some... to you, hotel chef, pretentious but as I, I have a lot of things up my sleeve. <laughs> I'm very creative. It's a beautiful piece of fish, properly cooked, nicely seasoned. Thank you. The broth, did you taste it? Yeah, it's a little spicy. I wish it was a little spicy. Your broth has no flavor whatsoever. Oh. You cook the rice vermicelli in a, in a pot of water or in the broth? I blanched in the water and then I... And then when you pulled it over, you diluted the broth that you made. I mean, you're right. It wasn't as strong, as pungent as it was before. All right. Ryan, I'm what do you call this dish? This is fish tacos. Meal. It's a crudo of hamachi, mm-hmm. the mango papaya I, salsa, I like to get and a tortilla infusion. Put it all together, it's going to taste like a fish taco. What do you think this says about you as a chef? It says I like to have fun. I don't take myself too seriously. Deconstructing oh. a fish taco means you don't take yourself too seriously? In the kitchen, I tasted the corn nut foam. I think it's really salty. You don't think it is. You think it's going it to balance out? Corn mm-hmm. we'll nut see. foam. What do you think, Ryan? Yum. A little salty. Shouldn't have in my case here. What do you think, Jen? I'm a little tired of going out to dinner and, you know, having food that is pretentious. Jen, what's the name of your dish? <laughs> I like to call it the chicken amore. I have a tomato and basil mm-hmm. cream sauce with angel hair pasta and medallions of chicken topped with uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. You had a lot going on over there. I had a lot going on. You were completely frazzled. You were a total mess. Um, That's what happened. I would agree with you. I hope you enjoy. So do I. I'm surprised. Are you?
I'm surprised by how good this tastes. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I watched Jen as she worked. How she pulled off that dish, I just don't understand. But in my kitchen is a total disaster. He's got a stone cold look to him that you can't get a read off the guy. Chefs, I have made my choice. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an asshole. I was just thinking the same thing. This episode was to plug his new book also. Did anyone else watch this besides me? <laughs> Bill, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Did you like how he was like, now with my new cookbook? Because the whole thing was they had to <laughs> do his dinner party, but they had to make every meal three hundred and fifty below 350 calories with less yeah. than 10 grams of fat. And he goes, yes, it is possible, because I've done it with my new cookbook. <laughs> now, eat this. <laughs> and then he's like, you're allowed to look through this. And they're like, oh, okay. So the whole thing is they you're have allowed to, to look through this. They have to prepare these. Uh, don't steal my recipe. <laughs> low calorie. And he goes, you know, this, I'll just play the clip because, you know, it can still taste good, even though there's, it's low calorie and not a lot of fat. And then Jeff Ross shows up straight from the set of The Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelorette, oh. where he's on uh, the, a couple of episodes ago. The Roastmaster General. And he's at Rocco's dinner party. He's like, I don't want to eat any of this health food. So let's see what happens. Gold Jerry. I know this challenge is achievable because I did it myself. This book is full of recipes that contain fewer than 350 calories that don't sacrifice taste. So take these and follow me. The 350 calorie part is not as difficult as the 10 grams of fat. 10 grams of fat is one tablespoon of butter. Welcome to the world where healthy and delicious are not mutually and that's exclusive. All I need, right? <laughs> In these books, I cut fat and calories by 50, 70, sometimes that's 80%. And the way I did it figure. is simple. I took out the bad stuff and replaced it with good stuff. If you're thinking about potatoes, cauliflower are a great replacement. Aromatics like lemongrass, scallions, garlic, onions, fresh herbs, citrus make food taste good without adding any calories or any fat. Yes, if you're looking so to replace cream butter. or butter in a dish, try the Greek yogurt. These are just some ideas to get you started on your healthy menus. Greek You'll yogurt. find a lot of helpful caloric information in the book as well. Do you guys understand the challenge? Oh, thanks for that little ADR yes. moment. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? How many stairs do I have to walk up <laughs> to get up here? What's happening, you guys? You need a drink. I can Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about our evening. We've got two chefs in the kitchen. They've been cooking all day. I've asked them to throw two consecutive competing dinner parties, celebrating the perfect summer party. Each of them have an hour to serve. The winner, the person who throws the best dinner party, will win $20,000. Wow. We've added an additional twist. We've asked them to create a menu where each course is under 350 calories and 10 grams of fat. I don't eat that kind of food. I know you don't like what's good for I you, but sign up once in a while. Steps. Now I'm going to eat healthy food? So if you want to eat something else, you're a guest in my house. Really? Yeah. Let me just take you to meet the chefs and we'll tell them. Really? You tell them. I'm not going to Can I have cheesecake? Them. I'm going to walk in behind you. All right. Cheesecake? Oh, my God. Hey, you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Huge fan of Jeffrey Ross. Huge. Apparently, Jeff has some special requests. Listen, can I just show you something? You heard of washboard abs? I have smorgasbord abs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to eat, you guys. He's He's hilarious. Chicken salad? Chicken salad's easy. What else do you like? Pot roast? You look scared. Matzo brai goes right back to my roots. Chop salami and onions into it, a little bit of garlic. If you can pull that off, I'd be really impressed. Jeff Ross wants to eat pot roast and... Some matzo thing I've never even heard of. I'm thinking... Can I order dessert? Cheesecake would You're be out- outrageous. 
It would be outrageous. You're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be 350 calories, right? The same rules apply. 350 calories under 10 grams of fat, of course. Oh, and you can't both make the same dishes. Jeff Ross is definitely a troublemaker. What is matzo brai? I don't even know what the f- matzo brai is. Yeah, I think it's like scrambled eggs or something. <laughs> I got chicken salad. I'm going to go check on our first course. Anybody hungry? Yeah. yeah. Jen, this where's one? the first course? They're taking it out now. All right, we really need it. I want it, it up this way. I want, yeah, we've been sitting there for almost 15 minutes. Okay. Coming out now. I'm a chef. They think I'm a magician. All right, let, let's go, guys. Come on. Come on. Get your next course served a lot faster, okay, Jen? Do you remember, Bill, when they people first showed up, someone was asking him, do you run? Are you a runner? And he goes, actually, I'm a triathlete or something like <laughs> no, that. I try to be an athlete. <laughs> uh. Triathlete. <laughs> Good one, Steven. <laughs> so, you know, the one aspect of the show, it's neat watching him cook, but I could watch that in any show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can watch it better on any other show. Yeah. And the girl, even though the girl was like really like disorganized, she won the $20,000. I was shocked at that. I, I didn't think she had a chance. You know what? I, I would, I'm going to try one of his recipes. I've been cooking a lot more, Bill. You think I'm ready to try a Rocco Dispirito recipe? I think maybe you could try the matzo brai. The matzo brai? <laughs> was that like eggs or something? <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I don't think it is. But I'm gonna, I have no idea what it is. Instead of butter, I'm going to put Greek yogurt and everything. Like I'm going to put yogurt. Greek yogurt on my bagel. Where do you buy Greek yogurt? It's at? in grocery stores now. Next sure, to the yogurt. yeah. I love yogurt. Greek yogurt. So the regular what is it? It's like contain no fat or something? You can get the no, non-fat. No, it's just a thicker. It's, it tastes like sour cream, actually. Yeah, it's thicker. It's Yo, tangier. Well, I've actually uh, used it in this, place of sour cream. Well, I was going to say, like, when I get, like, a Greek gyro or whatever, they have the is that the same thing? The, the yogurt tzatziki? Yeah, yeah, they make tzatziki out of that's like the um, cucumber sauce. It's made with oh, green yeah. yogurt. Oh, okay, so you have to add cucumber sauce. Yeah, to it. it's very it's plain. No, they you have just add cucumbers to it. Really, oh, yeah. cucumbers, oh. dill, and lemon. Oh, okay. Because I love that stuff. Oh yeah, that stuff's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. So if I ate the Rocco uh, diet, um, I'd be. You could look like Rocco. I would be. <laughs> It's like, wow, you seem really douchey, Jason. Boy, thank you. You can be a triathlete. I've been, uh, why are you having a dinner party all of a sudden? Well, why, why wouldn't not? I? What did you do to your why bedrooms? Why do you have three, air, three dining rooms? Why three dining rooms? I've converted all the bedrooms in the house to dining rooms. Where do you sleep? I don't sleep. Uh, anyway, leave my house immediately. You're not invited. <laughs> This dinner party is over for you. <laughs> yeah. It's over. It's Take, not a sleepover. It's a dinner party. Somebody give Jeff Ross a ride <laughs> home. This is bullshit, man. The long arm of the law has embraced our dear friend Warren. Come on. Come on. Lucas, I Take care you of yourself, friend, Warren. Man. Don't let the Come man on. get you down. I don't want to see you back I'm in the, the store, Warren. Here. Bye, Warren. I'm going to get you. I'm not playing this time. I'll be back and you'll be sorry. You gotta You'll be sorry. I'm already sorry. All right, guys. Uh, Rocco's dinner party. Have you guys been watching that show? I'm. This v- show is so douchetastic. I love this douchetastic show. I'm always so entertained about it. There's this girl. I think it was a was last week's where um, this crazy Italian mother. She was on there, Bill. 
Yeah. Think of his grace, uh, Cake Boss's <laughs> sister. You're not talking to me right. Whenever you win uh, the first part, your signature dish, whenever you get past that part, you get to decorate your own dining room. You know, Rocco has three in his house. It's pretty cool. <laughs> she comes up with the craziest shit for her. Uh, her <laughs> description cracked me up. <laughs> and I just gotta play this. This is hilarious. This the nuts. other chefs, they're gonna see me as this housewife with five kids who doesn't know what the heck she's doing. But let me tell you something. They should be scared because they do not know what I am capable of. Nobody knows what I'm capable of. So you chose this dining room. I'm a formal dining room kind of girl. My design plan is, um, well, since it's French, it's obviously going to be Frenchy. What are you thinking in terms of ambiance? Romance, but not like in a lovery kind of way. Okay. It's intimate. You know, dim lighting, like woman's mm-hmm. bedroomy, mm-hmm. soft, mm-hmm. like when you squeeze a mushy ass. When you squeeze a mushy cat person. <laughs> yeah. What? You know, fleshy. Fleshy. <laughs> you know? I felt like I was trying to catch a flea. Kind of like Paris in the 20s, decadent and almost gluttonous, but not in a Henry VIII turkey leg kind of way. She shouted out a lot of crazy specifics, but none of them went together. You know, fruits and things that look oh, succulent, like a fat guy nude or something and Whoa. a big chunky lady on the wall. Oh. I need to go to, to the Renaissance Fair in That France. would be my challenge. What we asked them to do was create a French theme. We, we gave them Julia Child's book, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. We asked them to pick their favorite recipes, reinvent them, give them a personal twist. I eat fish. I just don't eat meat. So yes. she's Serve you gnocchi with bacon anyway. How do you feel about the fact that... I'm incensed. Natalie? Yeah? Did you serve Marcy Bloom gnocchi with bacon? No. Here's her pasta right here. Like, how could this happen? I mean, this is horrible. Can you finish this? Yes. Do you need me to finish it for you? No. I'm so pissed off, you have no idea. Now, somebody apparently went out. I don't know which one did it. Why are you over there? I'm talking. I don't know which one did it, but whatever the guest wants, the guest gets. That's the most important thing. So she could be an Orthodox Jew. I do not know, but we gave her pork. That would be very, very bad. It would be, like, devastating. Marcy, you finally got your first course. I did. Congratulations. (laughs) Everybody else, you're out of luck. Nothing to eat for you. (laughs) (laughs) who's laughing but michael ian black was on that episode i thought it was pretty funny yeah i thought it was funny that they they uh his title was uh michael ian black uh mike and tom eat snacks (laughs) his podcast was his credit i thought that was great awesome now uh on the second episode um this chick who's worked with a certain chef she still works with some high-end chefs, Bill. She's yes. making her signature dish. And I love this. When uh, when Rocco tastes the dishes, he is so specific about what's good or bad about them. I love here. I could listen to him talk about food all day long, Bill. Let's check this out. <laughs> He's got a quite a manner about him. Morning, chefs. Morning, chef. Morning, chef. You guys feel all right? Yeah, how you doing? Feeling good. How's your fun fantastic. kitchen? Everything you need? Yep. That's good. Glad to hear it. Tomorrow night, I have six friends coming over for dinner. The three of you are here because you think you've got what it takes to create a magical evening for me and my guests. Is that right? Yes, chef. Definitely. We chef. What kind of food do you cook? Fine dining? Yes. Yes. What chefs have you worked with? Um, Just Jean-Georges. 
and also um, with Gordon Ramsay. Just John George, just Gordon Ramsay. I'm speechless. She's working at a very high-end restaurant in New York City. It's Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, no less. She's going to clean house on both of us. Grab your plates, bring them to the table. Yeah, I love this music. My plate wasn't it's made as artistic as Janet or Kevin's was, but I serve this every day and people love it. Chefs, thank you very much. Janet, what's the name of your dish? I have here a spicy Korean barbecue pork and a rice sesame crepe and a kimchi atois. I have atois? A, yeah, atois. Wow, um, you are fancy. Some, uh, Three kinds of kimchi? A white cabbage kimchi, a daikon kimchi, and a cucumber kimchi. And I think people think of Korean food as very rustic. Right, in home style, and I like to be able to repackage it and push it forward. I'm a huge fan of Korean flavors. Normally, kimchi would be big chunks of crunchy pickled vegetables. Smooth, tiny discs and little scoops. You completely rearranged the mouthfeel and took away the texture. Tell me about the pork (laughs) inside the crepe. I used the pork belly cut very thin to keep it tender. Thank God this pork is in the center of this crepe. Because it's the only delicious thing on the plate. This pork is so good. Thank you, Chef. Kevin? This is my little interpretation of shrimp and grits. Uh, Hit it with a little per no to give it that little anise flavor. I wanted it to be like a layering process of flavors. It looks like uh, a plate that would come off an assembly line in a very large restaurant. You have a big pot of grits already cooked. You have someone sauteing hundreds and hundreds of shrimp. I mean, I can I could see your line in my mind right now. When you cook for me and my guests, we should feel something special. Shouldn't feel like something you can get anytime, anywhere. But you know what? Very solid plate. Thank you, Chef. I would much rather be the Henry Ford of banging out good quality food than uh, popping up a DeLorean for a week and then closing shop down. Janet. Good analogy. Korean what? barbecue is normally a multi-sensual <laughs> experience. I mean, absolutely no sense. anything but fun. People don't want to eat puzzles. Deconstructionist cooking can it confuse like a guest. Cardboard. I'm talking about the average <laughs> dinner party guest, not the average chef. There's a difference. But that pork was sublime. If you didn't let your intellect get in the way, Such an you asshole. could probably make infinite <laughs> dishes as delicious as that pork. Kevin, nothing about your dish screamed handcrafted or refined. It's almost as if robots made this. But I'm always happy awesome. to have my hunches proven wrong. It's a good plate. Thank you. It sounded like uh, Live and Let Die was about to start. I've never heard so many different variations of music in one section of a television show. It goes from like guitar and then into Live and Let Die. I'm speechless. God, I wish you were. What Rocco, man, don't you love hearing him talk about food, you guys? He (laughs) opens his mouth and and douche comes out. It's almost as if robots made this. Mm. Robot food. That would totally eat robot food, wouldn't you, Bo? He's got kind of a William Shatner quality going on with his enunciation. (laughs) So you get fired again, huh? Oh, yeah. They always freak out when you leave the scene of an accident, you know? Yeah, well, I lost my job, too. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. (laughs) No offense. No, none taken. (laughs) So, guys, let's talk about Rocco's dinner party. 
Now, we all know that Rocco is a huge douche, right? <laughs> Although I am going to try some recipes from his book. But, Bill, there's there's a guy who's on his show that's a bigger douche than Rocco. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. Let's go ahead and check this out. Because this guy, huge douche. Just listen to, like, the, it introduces the first two people. The guy, he's, like, still studying. The girl, she's, like, a caterer or something, whatever she's learning. This guy comes in, and he thinks he is the shit. He doesn't even want to talk to them. Because he's just there. Oh. To, he's just there to win. Let's check it out. He's the captain. My name is Bill Haley. I'm a sous chef at the Plaza Food Hall by Todd English. I'm a triple threat. Good looks, charisma, and talent. This is the real deal, man. My name is Sharon Robustelli, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I spent almost 20 years in marketing and public relations. And then after I had my daughter about two and a half years ago, I decided to start my own catering business. Hi. I'm Sharon. Bill Haley, nice to meet you. My name is Frank Reiner Ott Jr., and I'm a private chef to the rich and famous. I'm actually an executive private chef. (laughs) Welcome to the kitchen, man. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. They will recognize that. I came to win as soon as I pull out my knives and calmly throw down an incredible meal. What's up, chefs? Hey, Hey, how are you? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? What do you do for a living? I'm a caterer. What about you, Frank? I'm executive private chef to the rich executive private chef. It's important that you, you, you're perceived as an executive, isn't it? You know why? Because I'm not just some punk that cooks hot dogs and hamburgers for the family. <laughs> What's wrong with that? And are you an executive as well? Uh, no, I'm actually a sous chef. I'm still in the process of uh, learning from all the greats around me. Tomorrow night, I've got six friends coming over for dinner. There are three of you now, but only two of you will have an opportunity to cook for my guests. And the one who creates the most memorable experience will win $20,000. Anybody excited about that? Yes. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> Definitely. You have to cook for me. You've got some pretty high standards. You've all brought the ingredients to make your signature dish? Everything. The two chefs whose signature dishes impress me the most will move forward. But for one chef, the dinner party will end early. My demeanor in the kitchen uh, stems from a lot of years of growing up in really disciplined kitchens. I've worked for all these three-star Michelin-trained European chefs that demanded military-like conditions in the kitchen. My grandfather actually said to me when I was young, son, you show me a good loser and I'll show you an a**hole. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. Where's all the fat on your lap? Just a touch. Sounds like his grandpa's pervert. And all the nice little fat that's on the, you know, it's kind of a lean meat. Rocco kind of riding the a little bit, honestly. It's like, really, dude? I mean, I'm cool with that, but I'm just not getting it. My signature dish is going to be a halibut that's roasted, wrapped with pancetta and sage. It's going to be served over creamy sauerkraut and a thyme-scented roasted Granny Smith apple. Oh, so you cover your fish with prosciutto? Today terrible. it's like a salt and boca. Come on, Paisan, you know that. Yeah. Did you make your own sauerkraut? No, no one makes their own sauerkraut. Nobody does. Sauerkraut the Americans use is actually not finished. It's actually oh. just started. It's like the beginning okay. process. I learned this in Germany. Okay. <laughs> it's called Gram sauerkraut. Wow, this guy's a douche, isn't he? Oh, Come on, he's a douche. Wow. wow, did you like that meal he said? I like when he has the Granny Smith apple in there. What? It I just sounded gross. <laughs> well, creamy sauerkraut. Here, here's the best part: it's when Rocco tastes all their meals. <laughs> Let's check it out. Bring your plates to the table. 
It's my favorite music. If I get eliminated <laughs> off this, I'll be shocked. It's great food. It looks good. Tastes good. I mean, I doubt anybody else is going to come with anything close. <laughs> I the truth is, Rocco would be out of his freaking mind if he didn't like this dish. <laughs> That's what the truth is. Chefs, thank you so much. Everything I need to know about you is right here on these plates, or maybe not here on these plates. From your seasoning to your presentation to the taste, Wait, well, yeah, dishes, where else? Everything I need to know about your skills and your point of view as a chef. Frank, what's the name of your dish? We have a sage and prosciutto wrapped halibut filet served over creamy oh, sauerkraut, thyme scented roasted smith apple, <laughs> pearl potatoes, and a beautiful juniper berry oil. You still think it turned out great? Absolutely perfect. You had more than enough time to cook the potatoes all the way through, right? Chef, I tasted two potatoes. I thought they were right on. Those fully cooked potatoes? I think they're uh, seconds away from being fully cooked. I would be okay with that. Stubborn, huh? Yes, extremely. You're stubborn guy. Extremely. I like a lot about your plate. Thank you, Chef. But I was really hoping you would say, you know what? These are a little undercooked. I should have cooked them more. Because that's the kind of attitude I want from someone hosting a dinner party. Sharon? Yes, sir. Can you tell me the name of your dish and what's in it? Yes, it's espresso-crusted New York strip steak with a cauliflower puree. Sharon's plate, it looked awful. I, I was embarrassed for her. Have you ever had burned espresso? It's like, ooh, ooh, acrid, ooh, ooh. Carpet on the tongue. Yeah. But this doesn't taste that way for some reason. I almost can't believe it. Had it at least have been 400 degrees on the surface of that pan or 300, and somehow it's working. Bill! Sir, tell me what you made. What's in it? I brought you a pan-seared Australian rack of lamb on top of my version of a, a succotash. Where's all the fat on this lamb? Uh, impulse mistake. I just got to cleaning and thinking and, and overplanning. Next thing I knew, I'd oh, no. a little too trimmed on everything. You know, Fat is good. Yeah, I, I know, like fat. I know. Lamb fat. Delicious. That's one of my favorites. I know. I don't know why. Uh... Chefs, thank you very much. I have made my choice. But there is one of you who just fell short of my expectations. Oh, Bill? No. This party will continue without you. Party! What the... You know, seriously, I got, are you for real that the girl next to me cooked better than me? Rocco, you're going to regret that decision. You're going to look back and say you wish you had me. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to come back. <gasps> Isn't intimidating oh. at all, like, battling up against, like, a bigger menu with more beefy things on it? I am a fan of simplicity. And you won with something very simple, or at least simple compared to what I kind of do on a daily routine. I get it. You're a chef. You've been doing it a long time. It's like you don't have to be such a, you know, a douche. <laughs> She's got it. He's a douche. <laughs> And unfortunately, that guy wins at the end. Oh. You're not supposed to see any of that stuff. That system probably contains a new data encryption algorithm. You'll never get in there. Hey, I don't believe that any system is totally secure. I bet you Jim could get in. Yeah, I bet you he couldn't. I bet you he could. Well, you'll never get in through the frontline security, but you might look for a back door. I can't believe it, Jim. That girl standing over there listening and you're talking about our back doors? Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head, back doors are not secrets. All right, let's talk about, we're only going to do this for a second. I made a quick clip of Rocco's dinner party. Rocco's dinner party is now gone. Probably won't be back. I'm thinking, Stephen, you sent an angry letter to Bravo, and I think (laughs) Andy Cohen has listened to it. In fact, uh, he's going to have Stephen on his own show. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen! It's a trap Tonight on Watch watch What's Happening Live! (laughs) Only on Bravo! (laughs) Now, on Rocco's dinner party... There's a lady on there who sang opera, so naturally wanted to sing. And then you get introduced to Liza, and for some reason the gay guy seems really excited over that. For I don't some know why. Reason. 
Larga. I love the music. Good morning, Chefs. How are you? Good hey. morning. Hey. What's going on? Rocco. What do you do, um, I'm a lead soprano for one of the big opera companies. Oh, just a lead soprano Absolutely. for a big opera company. Oh, yeah. So are you a singer or a cook? I'm a singer. You can be the best at two things. Okay. Come on now. Can we hear it? Yes. Can uh, Very nice. Thank you. Can you make food that tastes half as good as that sounded? Can I tell you? I do. I really do. Well, the plate doesn't lie. That singing make Liza's hip explode. <laughs> Lucia Frank. Hi. I see you already got Hello. food prepared. That's very nice. Thank you. As you probably have heard, all of our guests are here. I can hear that them. means that our guest of honor is also here. Wow. Oh, my God. Are you guys ready to meet your guest of honor? Totally. Absolutely. She doesn't really need an introduction, but I love saying her name because it just rolls right off my tongue. Please welcome Charo. Liza Minnelli. Oh. Uh, <laughs> coochie, coochie. <laughs> Charo. I'd be like, holy oh, shit. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. It was pretty unbelievable meeting Liza Minnelli. I mean, she's little, but she really is bigger than life. Oh, we're so excited. I'm so honored. Oh, I, I hope someone describes you, me that I'm way one day. I'm just so blown away by everything you've done. I mean, Perfectly not just your giant. career, but I mean, as a human being, you are just amazing. That Lucia, she is one kiss ass. Thank you so much. It's such an art form, cooking. I really you am know? knee deep in shit I know right how now. Work. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. Oh, but we do it for you. All my guests are so excited. Would you like to rejoin them? Would you sure. like to rejoin? All right, guys. Hey, great. See you, later. See you later. See you in a minute. Thank you. Good luck. I felt Thank so you. bad for uh, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Because they have a big party, dinner party, and she would go to say some kind of like anecdote where they're all, all perk up. She goes, I met Salvador Dali once. And they're like, oh, wow. And they lean over and her story's like two seconds long and it's not interesting at all. And they're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, he drove by in a cab. He had a he fantastic mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, even I knew that. <laughs> oh, great story, Liza. He made my clock melt. <laughs> he he, my he designed the stairs. Oh, wait, no. no. That's uh, MC Escher, Jason. My stairs ended up not going anywhere. It's like, well, how, did, how do I get to the front door of my apartment in this place? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. You know, uh, another thing, I feel bad because Heather and Emma got here during the news, and Mm -hmm. I set up Laura's chair with her headset on it, right? So her headset is plugged in, but Laura couldn't do the show. So Emma came and sat next to us, which is fine, but then she backed up, and she was kind of pushing her back into the mic, and I was trying to tell her, no, 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 sit up, sit up, sit up. It was while you were talking and doing the news. So she misunderstood me. She thought I was telling her to go away, and I wasn't. Aww. She got up in Jeez. tears and ran out of the room, Bill. Oh, no. And I was like, I felt like getting up and just running after her. Come here, Emma. Come you here. should have said, give me a second, and just went and did it. Come here. Sit down for a second. We just didn't want you to touch the microphone. Here, put that on. <laughs> oh. Can you hear us? Uh-huh. 
Hey. Hi, Emma. Hi. That's Bill. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> earlier when I was waving at you, like, Emma, Emma, did you think I was saying to go away? Uh-huh. I wasn't. I was trying to tell you, watch out, there's a microphone behind you. Oh. And you were like, no, and you ran out of the room. I was so sad. I wanted to chase after you and go, no, Emma, come back, come back. How much did you cry after that? Uh, just the, uh, just the. Uh... We kind of medium. Medium we, cry. Medium cry. We weren't mad. What did What did your mom tell you? Um, we like were just big ass jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. <laughs> hey, I wasn't telling her to go away. I was telling her to watch out. There's a microphone behind you. No, you're like, go away. <laughs> <I was laughs> he, not- he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for defending me, Emma. But uh, welcome to the show, Emma. Hi. Hi. Do you want to say hi to all the Nora Mulberry listeners? What? <laughs> say hi, everybody. Do you even know what we're doing right now? <laughs> Daddy, you don't have any listeners. Emma, did you know for the intro to the show tonight, I played the theme song to Power Rangers in Space? Oh, come on. Yeah, I did. Is that cool? Yes. Can you play it? Can I play it now? Uh-huh. Well, I already, uh, let's see. Yeah, I can play it for you. Yay. Let's play this for Emma before we leave the show. Okay, guys? All right. Power Rangers in Space theme. Let's see if I can find it. I know I still have it on here. Um, Here we go. I don't know how loud this is going to be. Ten, nine, <laughs> seven, eight, like five, song. four, three, two, one. This song is rocking. Is this the long version? <laughs> is this a 12 inch single? I love it. Drinking Tang. Did they hire the Bravo guy for that song? <laughs> it's space. What? I'm Bravo. <laughs> You're right, it is. What? All right, everybody, that was the show. Everybody, we'll see you next week, okay? Bye. 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 Have a good one. Only by Bravo. Now this is podcasting. Goodness, that's delicious.